0: Welcome, friends, back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlock, and we are at confession number 47, which is understanding the ATL structure. Welcome to lovely springtime. It's allergy season time, so hopefully my voice is clear enough for you to understand. For this episode, I thought I would go on a deeper dive into the IB documentation itself. To get a better understanding of ATL structure, to be honest, I'm still developing my understanding of this valuable tool. You know, prior to 2018, I was selecting the ATL categories such as thinking, research, communication, social, and self-management onto my unit planner. We didn't really go deep into it. I mean, I know that there was things like dialectical thought. I didn't know what that meant, so I just thought. Nope, I'm going to put research. It's what my team did. Sorry, I own my truth, right? But now with the enhancements, man, a whole major light bulb went on in my head as a coordinator, as a practitioner of how to utilize these more authentically because the IB really made an effort to provide specific ways to teach each of the categories. And you know, my eyes, ooh, they became hungry for ways to use them more authentically. So one of the, I just think they're so beautiful. So kudos to whoever did that at the IB. Love you, because you knew that this was an undervalued area of the program. And you knew that also the approaches to learning are, run through or i should say are but they run through the program and so they're important and i don't know if you know this but this is the goal of the atls this is found in uh, from uh, pyp from principles into practice learning and teaching page 28 that along with the learner profile you know the goal is creating self-regulated learners who are agents of their own learning Because they know how to set learning goals, ask open ended questions, generate motivation and perseverance, reflect on achievement, try out different learning processes, self assess as they learn, not at the end of the learning, and adjust their learning processes wherever necessary. Now, I don't know about you but doesn't that sound like agency to you? Sure does to me. So I'm even having an aha moment within this podcast episode that the ATLs are the vehicle to help drive agency. Bing, 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 friends. We gotta use these and we gotta use them well because if not, we're not preparing our kiddos to be agentic learners, whoa okay you heard it here first okay probably not first but you know probably the most gravelly you know to be honest um i never thought about this as the goal of the atls because i haven't read the fine print before but i love this i think this is the goal of every poip educator who's trying to create agentic learners right We just need to reprogram our little brains on how we use the ATLs more effectively to reach our goal instead of compartmentalizing it onto our PYP unit planner. That, oh, it's one of those things that goes there. And then we never think about it. So now I have this picture in my brain as the ATLs, ooh, as another subject in our transdisciplinary program that must be explicitly taught across the content areas. Okay, I knew there was a reason why we needed to focus on the ATLs right now. Hello, this was the universe manifesting itself. So friends, this is our charge. So the purpose of this episode is to look at the structure of the ATLs, right? So we're gonna delve a little bit into that. The structure is gonna be the same regardless if you're early years, um, so that's pre-K and kinder, or you're in first to sixth grade, if that's where your program ends. So when you go into the ATL section of PYP from principles into practice, I am going to be looking in learning and teaching which is for grades one to six. When you look at that, you're gonna find some unique characteristics, but this is gonna, once again, apply to all. You're gonna have a category. Reminder, the category is one of the five um, main um, categories of skills that need to be studied, which is thinking, research, communication, social, and self-management then they have, for each category, sub-skills. These are the skills that are to be explored under each category, that makes sense. The numbers vary for each category, but there is a short description of their purpose to shape the learning objective. So you can determine which ones will best match with the content, and also the conceptual objectives you set for the unit. Then you delve in deeper, which I call a sub-skill criteria. You know me and my criterias. I love my success criterias. And pretty much that's what this is. It's a sub-skill success criteria of skills that students need to be able to master in order for them to grow. So these are tangible skills that students may do to understand that sub-skill, and the main category so they feed into each other and you know they vary in number and depth of exploration and from my understanding you're not required to call cover all of them in a unit and just like the learner profile and concepts you know students are going to have chance to revisit these um, sub skills within the atls throughout the years and throughout the program don't quote me on that Because I I haven't heard a hard fast rule, but that's what I've heard from other IB educators. And it just naturally makes sense. Why would you wanna force fit something that doesn't match your unit, that's gonna build up misconceptions? No weak links, okay? So this all sounds wonderful in theory, right? But what does this mean in my current unit of inquiry? You know, I'm so glad you asked that, Lou. Because, you know, right now I want to break this down into a concrete example. Remember, context is everything. When we're choosing anything we're going to use in our units of inquiry, particularly the ATLs, you know, we're not going to go over how to choose them for a unit right now. That's going to be a little bit later. Rather, we're going to focus on how the structure of one that's previously been chosen, How, well, what do you do with it? How do you relate to it in your context? So it's example time. For ease, I just picked the first one in the book. <laughs> hey, you hear this voice. It's not easy being cheesy, all right, friends? So I'm, I'm picking the first category, which is thinking skills and the first subscale, which is critical thinking. Now the descriptor for critical thinking is analyzing and evaluating issues, ideas, and forming decisions. That right there, you should be able to see, hey, am I teaching this skill with my content? Am I teaching any type of uh, persuasive text? Am I trying to get kids to analyze informational text? If I am not, if I'm doing fairy tales, why would I choose this sub skill? It doesn't make sense. That's my brain anyway. But why would I do that? Because you're adding on more work. We want it to actually build up with what you're already doing, right? So let's avoid trying to make a forced fit because that's not the purpose of any of this. We're trying to actually, it's kind of like a right relationship. All the pieces fit together, right? That's what our units want to be. They want to flow. All right? And we want to make sure that we work smarter, not harder. That's the whole point. Right? So now we zoom into that subskill criteria. This is what students will do to show they understand that subskill. That makes sense. So of critical thinking. So these are the things they're gonna do to show that they know how to critically think and that they also understand what thinking is. So the first one is Analyzing, and this is what analyzing looks like. You observe carefully in order to recognize problems. So you're looking for patterns. Aha, consider meaning of materials. Once again, you're able to analyze what are these materials, how do they work together, how do they not. Take knowledge of ideas apart by separating them into component parts. That's whole to part relationship in examining um, ideas. Use models and simulations to explore complex systems and issues. So the purpose of this episode is not to examine the thinking skills, rather the structure of the ATLs, right? And we'll do that shortly. That's gonna be basically the next episode we're going into that. So, we're going to shift our lens here. We're listening that we're doing analyzing, right? And how do we analyze? If I'm choosing this subskill criteria, I want to make sure that all the parts of the subskill criteria fit into the scope of my unit and the content standards. And they work together well, you're good to go. What if? Let's say, you know, there's four subscales here. Remember, observe carefully, consider meaning materials, take ideas apart, and models and simulations. Let's say I love this subscale, and only three out of the four work. Personally speaking, I'd remove the one that doesn't work because maybe it's not academically age-appropriate. Or you're struggling with that piece. You once again, you don't want to make and um, you don't want to build misconceptions because you don't know how to teach it. Once again, this is my opinion. Don't go to your PYP coordinator saying, Well, Lou said, because I don't want tons of PYP coordinators, and if you are one, don't come to me saying, Well, you said this. It's Once again, this is my opinion but it makes sense, right? Doesn't it make sense? And I try to say uh, say things that make sense. So the next step, you've chosen these um, this subskills. You need to break down each scu- sub skill criteria to make a plan on how you're gonna teach it. Because if you don't make a plan from the get-go, you ain't gonna teach it, bottom line. I sp- I speak from experience, friends. I speak from experience. There are plenty of times that I said, ooh, I'm going to teach the ATLs and nada. That means no in English, right? Nothing. And so I'm going to help you break this apart to show you how easy this is. So I'm zooming into the subskill criteria of take knowledge of ideas apart by separating them into component parts. You do this already in reading i'm sure you have um students look at events in a story on picture cards and sort them in sequential order that's taking components ideas apart into component parts oh snap and if you utilize the concept of event event to um connect all your content areas that's amazing because once again um, it's going to um, bridge your content area together so let's look at utilizing that concept of event so we have events in a story and they're going to sort them into uh, sequential order we're going to have an event in a story problem where someone takes um a whole and breaks it up into fractional parts. And then the students have to um, calculate those fractional parts to see how much it is back as a whole. Science. We have an event where a flower has um been cut and we want to look at it's all of its parts. And so we take all the different parts um, and we separate them so we can examine them and then put them back together. Social studies, we have an event that occurs and for us to understand the full capacity of that event, we're gonna look at all the causes that led to that event and what are all the effects because that event happened. Doesn't this look like something we're already doing? Hmm, I believe it is. The most important step is to explicitly connect the sub skill criteria when you teach the content. How do we do that? Well, today, one of our ATL criteria, one of our ATLs that we're going to focus in on is taking ideas apart and putting them back together today we're going to do that by looking at events that happen in a story and i want you to put them back into order how it how you think the story goes done because this right here will help students to make generalizations about their learning that oh there are for every major system there are different components that work together. That's what you're establishing here. That's big. But it comes from those small, simple things, friends, that we do to build and build. But we just have to make that explicit connection. Today we're going to do this, boom, all right? Takes five seconds. I think that's enough for now, friends. Um. Take a peek at the ATL sub skills in your units of inquiry and see if you have a clear plan on how you're going to teach them just like I did. So this is the goal for my staff in the 2021, 20. Oh, wait, I'm in 2021, 2020. Oh, no, I'm not. That's next year. Man, see, I'm already getting into my next year. So for next school year. Excuse my muddled brain. But for next school year, that's going to be the goal. I'm going to ask them to break it down. Look at your content, how you explicitly matching and teaching the content through the lens of the ATL. So in the next topic, what we're going to do, friends, is this, we're going to have two episodes. But the reason being is when we're talking about the approaches to learning, there's um those for pre-k and kinder which are in PYP from principles into practice the learner and then grades one to five which is in learning and teaching they're all one guide but different um, sections and so that's going to be too hard to try to put into one episode so I'm going to clearly label it early learners pre-k and then grades uh, one to six. You can choose to listen to both, but the one thing is, is that the early learner obviously has less complexity. So we're gonna help um, deepen that um, those ATLs at age appropriateness. That's always the importance, right? So you decide where you wanna go. If you're like me, I'm like, ooh, if I don't listen to that episode, am I going to miss anything? I'm that way. I'm that person. So I'd probably listen to both. But and it might help you to see things in a different context. Well, anyway, have a lovely day. And we'll see you in the next episode, friends.